Join me, at least in your minds, in the book of Mark. The book of Mark is the shortest of the Gospels, and it shares with us a lot about the Savior as a servant. And as we follow the Lord Jesus Christ through this book, as well as any of the books of the New Testament, we find that the Lord never went anywhere without a reason. He never got anywhere and said, I wonder why I'm here. He always had a purpose in every place he went. And he was finished with one place. That wasn't the end. He had another place to go. Now, the ultimate end of the Savior was the cross. He had purpose to come to this earth and lay down his life a ransom for people. That was the ultimate end. But as we follow him through his life, through his ministry, those last three years of his life, we find that he did many things and said many things. And we've been looking at some of the items or some of the things that the Lord did in the time we've been with you in the past. And uh, today we'd like to look about a man who seems to be insane. He seems to be insane. And yet the Lord has purposed to meet him exactly where he was. Now, the scriptures tell us in the book of Mark chapter 5, they went over unto the other side of the sea. Now, Jesus had been in Capernaum. Let's just say that that's the Dalles, and he's going to travel down to Dufer. But in between the two places, there's a big lake called the Sea of Galilee. And so he takes a boat from Capernaum across the lake down to Gadaree. Now, that's about the distance of going from here to do for about 12 miles. And he went there on purpose. Now, there's a man down there that he doesn't think he needs any help, but the Lord already knows he needs a great deal of help. It tells us that, and when he was come out of the ship, after the ship had stopped, they got out of the ship and he started to walk, immediately there met him out of the tombs. Now, we know what the tombs are, graveyard. No, that's what it is, a graveyard. He, this man is living in a graveyard, in a cemetery. It says, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now, it's sad to say, but everyone that has ever been born into this world has inherited a problem from our first father, Adam. Adam was not to eat. He was told not to eat of some forbidden fruit. Now, some people say it's an apple. We don't have in the Bible what it was, but it was some fruit that he wasn't supposed to eat. And when he did, he disobeyed God, and God had already told him, the day you eat, you shall surely die. Now, he died spiritually, but he stayed alive physically for another 900 years. It's amazing how old people were in the Old Testament. And Adam was one of those people that was 960 years old when he died. Well, he's been created with the appearance of age. So he died 960 years later. He saw his seventh generation, his seventh great-great before he died. Now, when he ate that fruit... The Bible tells us, and that's the only thing we have to go on. I cannot go on what I think. I have to go on what the Bible says. And the Bible says that in Adam all died. So we kind of got this evil spirit that Adam gave us. And it says he, an unclean spirit. And by that it means when 
We don't really want to have anything to do with the Christ. We'll get involved in religion, but we don't want to have anything to do with him. We're against him. Well, let's see what happens here. Jesus is on a mission, and he is on a specific mission. He never goes anywhere without a reason, a purpose. Everything is on purpose. I wish I could say that, that I've never gone anywhere that I wondered why I was there. I've done that. Well, he goes on. Now, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Now, it appears that this man was so out of control that other people had attempted to hold him in chains. Because it says here that he he tried to cut himself with stones. Now, this guy is really out there. They try to bind him with chains, And nobody can do it because they had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. This man has super strength. He has the ability of taking chains and breaking them. He is out of control, uh, and he can't be controlled by even chains. Nobody could talk him, we hear the term, talk good sense into him. I've tried to do that with my kids once in a while. Talk good sense into them. Don't make these foolish mistakes. Well, this man, you couldn't talk good sense into him. Nobody could bind him with chains. And it just kind of reminds me of what religion often does. We impose the law and say, now you're going to be better because we have the law wrapped around you. And we continually break them. We continue to break the Ten Commandments all the time. Well, we got somebody that can help here, though. The Lord Jesus Christ is omnipotent. That means he has all power in the world. Every, he is all powerful and he's all knowing. And it was, and it was always night and day. He was in the mountains and tombs crying. This man is out of control. We, I've, when Nancy and I, we used to teach school and we'd see kids like this sometimes, just out of control. Well, this man had grown up And he had this wicked spirit in him. He had this attitude that had been given to him in the fall of Adam, his father. And here comes somebody to help him. Now, nobody else could help him. That's the wonderful thing about the gospel. It does. It is able to do what nobody else is able to do. The gospel is able to save us. The Christ's blood is able to save us and deliver us from the great pain of the fall. Now, when it says in verse 6, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice. And he says, what have I to do with thee? Well, another translation says, why are you interfering with me? Why are you interfering with me? Why'd you come here? I don't want you here. Why did you come here? Well, you know, when I heard the gospel for the first time, I told Nancy, my wife, I hate that man. I didn't want him. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to be it. I didn't want to hear it. It was telling me that my works of righteousness was not good. It would get me nowhere. He was, this preacher was preaching the gospel and the gospel is all of Jesus Christ. So this man comes and that evil spirit in him cries out, Why are you interfering with me? I'm having a good time. Well, how can a man 
have a good time living in the tombs, crying all night, away from his family, and nobody could control him. How could he say he's having a good time? Well, he just doesn't know the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. He goes on to say, and he said unto him, come out of that man, thou unclean spirit. Now, this is the words that we find in the New Testament written in red. These are the words of the Lord. The Lord said, demons, come out of him. Now, they didn't say, well, when it's time or when we feel better about it or when we feel good about it. They came out at the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out. And he said, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Well, I looked up in a Roman legion, there's between three and 6,000 men. So what we have here is, is the embodiment of six, three to 6,000. Now, what does that tell me? You know, people say, well, I, I'm a, I know I've sinned over here, but I've got all these good things over here. What this is telling us, that there isn't any good in us by nature. We don't have any good towards God. We don't have any love for God by nature. And the Lord Jesus Christ is going to take care of the problem. The Lord is going to clean him up. He's going to clean him up much better than his parents could. Clean him up much better than a preacher could. Clean him up much better than any religious leader could. Because only they could reform. But he is going to regenerate. He's going to give him grace. So it tells us here, and he he answered and said, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. He says, please, please don't interfere with us. Just leave us alone. Well, that's not enough for the Lord. The Lord has never given in to anybody that he intends to do some good for. The Lord is omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent, and he has a mission, and he's going to carry it out exactly as he has determined to do. He has a people that are in all every nation, kindred people and tongue, and he is about fighting them, and he has one that's been used to living in the tombs. How bad could this be? How bad could this man be? Well, we find another time there was a publican, and a publican is the name for a tax collector. You know, the IRS just sends us letters, and we fill them out and put a check in there and send them back. In the days of the Lord Jesus, there was a man came knocking at your door. <laughs> And he said, uh, I want to collect the taxes. And he'd collect the taxes. And generally, he was a Jew that had given himself over to the Romans. And he was hired by the Romans. Now, they hated him. But this publican would not even raise his eyes to heaven, smote his breast, and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, that man went down to his house justified. And justified means he had all his sin taken away. Well, this man, he said, just leave me alone. I'll be okay. And uh, now there were in the, nigh in the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the demons besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirit went out and entered into the swine. And they read down into the, into the sea and they drowned. And... Uh, as we come back, we find that the Lord is dealing with this man. And it said here that this man, let me get to it. 
It tells us that this man, they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed of the devil and had a legion. Now notice these three things that he was doing. He was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Now prior to this, sad to say, ladies and gentlemen, the man ran around naked. He was out of his mind. He was naked before God. And man, and the Lord clothed him. Now that's a picture of him clothing us with a robe of righteousness. And he's sitting, he's sitting at the feet of Jesus. The one that he said, I don't want to have anything to do with, is now sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's clothed. And then the scripture tells us something about this man. He was in his right mind before he was an insane man. And now he's... The Lord's disciples come back to him and says, what is this? And the man is sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Now, the Lord is the only one that could do that. Many other people had tried. Many people go to different people to get help with their spiritual needs, but there's only one that can deal with that, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And they saw him that that had been possessed of a devil, had a legion, and he's sitting and clothed in his right mind. And the neighbors around says, now we're afraid of him. And that's interesting. Before, he gave them reason to be afraid of him. And now he has, they have no reason to be afraid of him, and they're afraid of him. Well, they couldn't do anything with him. They couldn't understand him. And now the Lord came on purpose to this man who lived in the tombs, and blessed him with the greatest blessing that anybody could be blessed with, and that is spiritual healing. He was made to be a child of God. Now, he's already a child before the foundation of the world. God just identified him as that here. You know, the scriptures tell us that God looked down from heaven to see if there were anybody that sought after him, and he found none. You know what he has to do now? He has to seek after us. We're not going to go after him. He has to seek after us. And that is what he's in the business of doing in his ministry today. Well, we find later in this chapter, and we may cover part of it next time, there's a young girl that's sick, and he has to go deal with that on purpose. Just remember, the Lord never did anything or went anywhere without a purpose. And his purpose here was to deal with a man that was insane, could not be bound, haltered, or fettered, and the Lord dealt with him, and now he's sitting and clothed and in his right mind. That's what God's people do. They sit at the feet of Jesus, they have the robe of righteousness, and they have the mind of Christ. What a glorious day it was for that man. And now Jesus says, I want you to go home and tell your family what great things the Lord hath done for you. In your hymn books...